Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Diversity is fact. We know that. Equity is a choice. So making equitable learning spaces for children is a choice that we need to make daily. Inclusion is the action. So we teach educators how to take action and then belonging is the outcome. We want to make sure that we take our educators and children, parents, community through all those four stages. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 452 of Impact Boom. My name is Sarah, and I'm passionate about visioning, empowering, and contributing to positive, regenerative, heart and soul-led initiatives that are happening locally and globally. Today, we're speaking with Janae Tian Jenkins. Janae is the founder of Expand Your Library, a social enterprise that is dedicated to promoting cultural diversity and inclusion in early learning primary school sectors. By creating safe and immersive spaces for children to explore allyship, diversity and belonging, Janae is normalising conversations around these topics in a fun and engaging way. She's a published author, media professional, and a multimedia producer. Janae is also a cultural, structural, and behavioral consultant using data to drive initiatives. Janae creates innovation by fostering an understanding of the benefits of cultural diversity. In 2023, Janae has accomplished a lot. She is pursuing a postgraduate diploma in education with a specific focus on autism at QUT, and she's won multiple awards, including First Nations Media Award, Ausmumpreneur Awards, and the People's Choice Award for the 2023 Impact Boom Female Founders Forward Accelerator Program. Janae's also working with the ABC Kids in the development stage of creating teacher-focused resources around cultural diversity and allyship for the early years and learning sector. On today's podcast, we will discuss how Expand Your Library is fostering a more inclusive world in a way that is strengths-based, accessible, fun and empowering, as well as Janae's founder journey and what lies ahead for her social enterprise. Janae, wonderful to have you here. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so excited. To start off, could you please share a little bit about your background and what it is that led you into the space that you're in with the diversity inclusion worlds? Absolutely. I'm a journalist and a multimedia producer at heart. I've been in the media industry for almost six years now and have never thought of myself as an entrepreneur or working for myself or doing anything in that space. And so that's just what I thought I would be doing, living and breathing forever. And I I do love it. However, 
I'm African-American and Australian, so cultural diversity is something that is constant in my personal life, and it was popping up a lot in my professional life as well around strategies and creating strategies and initiatives, helping guide employers and organisations around um, inclusivity within workspaces. And then I became a mama, and, you know, that then spilled over into my personal life within schools and kindergartens. And still never thinking that other than living cultural diversity very naturally, did I think that there could be anything formal. However, when my daughter was about three, something popped up for us around cultural diversity and around negativity and and comments made. And I felt if I'm experiencing this and not knowing how to tackle this for my, my little one, I wonder if other parents and educators are also faced with this. And a few years passed and more things were happening. And then we had the big break in 2020 and lots of things were happening there. And I started really taking myself seriously about education and all of the diversity, equity, inclusion things that I've been doing in my whole life built up to now. And now with my children, I was like, I need to formalize this into something, even if it's just doing something as simple as sharing inclusive books. So Expand Your Library was born and I started sharing inclusive books and having book clubs with people and borrowing books and sharing books and highlighting that on social media. And it just grew from there. My friend was like, you have great ideas, formalize it, make it happen. So I created Deck of Diversity, which is an educational tool to help parents and educators talk about cultural diversity and inclusion, allyship, self-love, all of that stuff, and give some guidelines of how actually easy it can be. So that's kind of how I fell into entrepreneurship. It just went from there. And realizing that all of my IP, my intellectual property that I've been giving out to people within organizations that I could actually, this could be a job. This could be something that I could do. I launched in 2022 officially. And it really all started with me thinking, what's the good work that I can do with the knowledge that I have and the experiences that I've had? How can I help others? That's how it all came about. So yeah, it's been a really interesting journey for me. And my focus is really on children and the next generation and allowing them to know that they have the power to do and be great things, do great things, and that they belong. Absolutely. And, Janae, what I love about your approach with Expand Your Library is that it's such a fun, inclusive, strengths-based lens that you bring. Can you tell us more about why you address topics like bias and the potential and possibility of what celebrating diversity can be and why that's everyone's business, as well as what it looks like in the day-to-day operations and the impact that you've generated so far. Bias is everybody's business because we all have bias. You know, even myself, we all wake up every morning and we have bias. And that is our brain's way of processing vast amounts of information and knowing how to navigate our world. I guess for me, when we really truly understand bias and the impact, both positive and negative, that it can have on people around us, that's where the true work begins. So for me, children, you might walk into a classroom and tell children you need to understand your bias, but we're going to break it down for them so that they can understand how their actions, thoughts and beliefs can negatively or positively affect somebody else. So with regards to bias in general, like we know as adults, when we're working in diverse teams, we are more successful. There's statistics and data out there that shows that the more diverse our teams are, the more strength-based 
that you'll have, the more success you'll have, even financial success. It's not just from a human point, but from a business standpoint. And it drives innovation and creativity. Because if you think about it, you can only do so much with your own experience and your own knowledge. So you need others with vast amounts of different experiences to diversify your thinking and elevate yourself, whether it's personally or in your business. So we take a really positive approach to teaching children around bias and cultural diversity because it's the natural world around them. Australia is one of the most multicultural countries in the world. So that is their fact. That's their reality. And if they don't know how to positively navigate that, and if their first thought around cultural diversity is fear, negativity or confusion, that can really stay with them for their whole lives and reduce opportunities that they could have in the future. So diversity is fact. We know that equity is a choice. So making equitable learning spaces for children is a choice that we need to make daily. Inclusion is the action. So we teach educators how to take action and then belonging is the outcome. We want to make sure that we take our educators and children, parents, community through all those four stages and we remove the fear. Scientists say that it takes about 400 repetitions to create a new uh, synopsis in the brain when you're learning something. But when it's done through play, it actually only takes 10 to 20 repetitions. So we take our children through play, teaching them around cultural diversity and allyship, and it, it becomes a normalised part of their everyday. And so what you'll find is this concept isn't so hard for children to grasp, especially when it's done through play and kids are loving being little allies. So this is why it's important because it's an easy thing to grasp when it's done well and fun and engaging and then it stays with them. This is a lifelong skill that will stay with them and this is our next generation. We want them to be inclusive. Absolutely. And Janae, you've already been working with schools in Queensland and your resources have been rolling out as well as a future collaboration with the ABC, which is very exciting and very powerful for the potential that is going to bring. You were recently part of the Female Founders Forward Accelerator here in Southeast Queensland and you took out the People's Choice Award. So congratulations. What are some of your key learnings that you'd like to share with our audience as a result of going through that journey? Yeah, the program was incredible and there were so many learnings that it would take another 400 podcast episodes to be able to explain every single thing. I first just want to acknowledge the absolute need for a program like this. It was a five-month intensive program that it took me from removing the doubt that I had within myself because I, I know that there's something in what I'm doing and I know that we've had great impact, but it really took me to the next level of understanding how far I can go and how much more impact I can have on children and within organisations. And I just want to acknowledge that it is a really worthwhile program and, and amazing that it's been taken seriously and invested in for women like myself. It was amazing to meet other Founders who, I know it sounds corny, but we developed that sisterhood and that sisterhood is needed in this space because sometimes you feel so alone in the entrepreneurial world and it helps not only with friendship, but accountability, growth, and you have like lifelong supporters. So it's something that I always hold close to my heart, all the mentors that we had. But I think some of the biggest learnings that I came out with was you don't have to be a multimillionaire to make impact. So I was doing a lot of comparison of myself of some of the other founders of, oh, they're so much further along than I am. And am I any good at this? And I'm okay with being vulnerable to say that as much as I success that I'm having and, and 
positive impacts that I'm having, I still have that underlying doubt. I still had that doubt within myself. If your impact is of five children, that's great. As long as you're doing good in the world, you don't have to be having huge revenue. But in saying that, on the flip side, I also learned that you don't have to feel bad if you are making money while having a social enterprise, while doing good work, because that money goes back into the business to create more impact. So it's like that flow and effect. So I think the financial part for me was really interesting to grapple with because as much as you want to grow financially, there can be a lot of doubt that if you're not exactly where you think you need to be in your business, that you're not doing good, but that's actually irrelevant. I think also like the business structure was really helpful as well in the theory of change and all of those like business basics, getting back to the basics. A lot of times we skip ahead. And I remember in one of the sessions, the mentor basically said, you might have a great idea, but if you haven't got your ducks in a row, if you haven't got all your structure there, you actually can't grow because when you do grow, you're not going to be prepared. So preparation is key. And I think also doing uh, extensive market research. You think you know your audience. You think you know what you're doing. For me, it was really lovely to go back and go, I know I'm making impact, but how can I do more? What do teachers actually need? What do parents actually need versus what I think that everybody needs? And that market research, revisiting that was really vital for me to tweak and make real change that's going to help in the future. And then the last thing is, I think this is more just a a message that was reinforced to me. Don't wait until you feel like you have all the skills or all the confidence to start your project or your business or to continue your project or your business because that confidence and skill will come as you go on that journey. And so wherever you're at on your journey, embrace it and keep pushing. Amazing. I love all those takeaways and some of them like really authentic pep talks which I really appreciate because it is something that we see people feeling like you have to be 150% prepared before you start whereas the start before you're ready and learning along the way and being perpetually curious and having that growth mindset so yeah thanks for sharing that. What are some inspiring projects or initiatives that you've come across recently that you feel are creating powerful change? Oh my gosh, so many. And now I think now that I'm in the social enterprise world more, I think I'm coming across more and more projects. So I just want to shout out to all the female founders a part of this program because they've covered off everything from mental health to children resilience to homelessness to equitable jobs for women. Like there's so many amazing founders in this cohort. I think a few projects that come to mind, I met with the founder of Roots TV and he had started a Get Lit program, which is short for Get Literate. And I love it because if anybody knows me about Expand Your Library, we all started with books and we still love books and resources. And his initiative is that he is providing inclusive books in barbershops in multicultural communities within Australia. And for every child that reads to the barber or at least shows an interest in the book, because there's different literacy levels as well, so we're not forcing children to read, but if you, instead of picking up a game, getting on a video game or something, or if you pick up a book, look at the pictures, you explain the pictures, or you show some interest in a book, or you read a book, you get a free haircut. And so we're not only getting kids to read, but we are also helping parents. You know, we want to keep our kids looking really nice. And if you, barbershops in the multicultural community is very important. 
but it can be expensive with day-to-day living expenses. So, you know, your kids have to look smart to go to school and, and to be out in the world. You can get a free haircut if you read a book. And that's every time you go to the barber shop. And so I just I think it's great because not only are kids being encouraged to read, it's positive. We're helping out parents with the cost of getting haircuts and the books that are being provided are inclusive so that children can see themselves reflected in the pages, which is something that I'm very big on. So I just loved that. And then another initiative is Deadly Coders. It's a not-for-profit. It runs STEM programs for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students in Australia. And I just love it because it is allowing Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids to be exposed to, to STEM and science and having these amazing opportunities to explore other avenues that they could take into their life for career or other innovative projects to, that they could start themselves. Those are just two that come to mind. And it's so inspiring. It makes you want to keep pushing, being around so many people doing good work in the world. Yeah, they're amazing initiatives. Um, I'll, we'll have to get him on the podcast. Absolutely. Fabulous. Janae, to finish off, what are some books or resources that you would recommend to our audience? Okay, so this is for educators or parents. So I'm, I'm going back into the kid frame. So I love books and if you're on Instagram, Books and Yarns, which is a First Nation social media page that talks about different First Nation books and resources for kids. And then there's also Kuri Curriculum, which is teaching First Nation perspectives in the early learning sector, which is amazing as well. They're really great. Also, First Conversations, if you're on Instagram, they have a lot of children's books and they talk about your first conversations, which is similar to what we do with cultural diversity, but they cover a lot of different topics. They cover consent, they cover cultural diversity, they cover grieving and loss. They cover all those tough conversations that you don't think about until it happens and you're like, wow, how am I going to tackle this with my little one? So I think that they provide really great insight. It's data-driven as well, the statistics, and there's lots of resources. So that it's very heavily researched and, and backed by science on how, how you might tackle this. If you're into neurodiversity, which I am, NeuroWild as well, they also explain in fun graphics and pictures for children and parents and educators how to tackle conversations around neurodiversity, which is really important, especially for parents who have little ones who are neurodivergent and you might have got your first diagnosis and you need to figure out how to chat through that Can speak from experience. Those resources are really helpful. And once again, they similar with us, it's a celebration of your brain. It's a positive. It's not a negative, nothing to be feared. For adults, if you're into learning about women in leadership, Sisters in Colours podcast, not trying to get you off the Impact Boom podcast by any means, but the Sister in Colour podcast as well features migrant and multicultural women in the leadership space. So you can learn from them. And look, I got to do it. Shameless plug. Expand your library. We're on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, expand underscore YL, we have inclusive books and resources and we have Deck of Diversity, which are large flashcards that help teachers and educators talk through cultural diversity, allyship, self-love, all of the fun things. Fabulous. Janae, it's been wonderful to have you on. Thank you so much for your time, your insights and the work you do. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.